Hello, Philadelphia Eagles. This is reality hitting your face with a big fat L. Let's get it going. Welcome to the fourth and short podcast. You're thinking it and we're saying it. Here are your hosts, Jason, Matt, and Trent. Oh, right. Welcome in, everybody. What a week to not have Trent here. Oh, if there was ever a week we needed him, it was this week. He would be, he would, well, I was going to say he'd enjoy after what happened last night, but uh, no, no, I don't think it would soothe the wounds that he's feeling from Sunday. But uh, anyway, welcome yeah. into the fourth and short podcast, everybody. The self-proclaimed Steeler fan, Jason Feld, along with the Crim- or I almost called you the Crimson Cowboy. Excuse I'm me? <laughs> Trent, we need you. Uh, the cheese out of the South. And guess what, Matt? No longer the paper bag cheese head of the South. True, true. You can you can claim that. I don't know about proudly, but at least without feeling complete and total shame and dismay. Uh, but for both of us, it was only because we're recording this uh, a day late, but it was a victory Monday for both of us. Pop we haven't been champagne. able to say that. I know. Like, I mean, neither Ever. one of us have been able to say that very often this year to begin with. Did we ever match, have we ever matched days where we both won on the same day? Did you win week one? Did the Packers win week one? No, we lost. Okay, then maybe not. Yeah, I don't even uh, remember who the, uh, other, the Steelers' other win was. I guess it was against Tampa Bay. I don't remember if Hey, did, uh, the, did. did the Dallas Cowboys win this week? Does Trent, Trent have a victory Monday? Ooh, ooh, he does not. Oh, okay. Just want to check. Yeah, what was that? The first in 196 games entering the fourth quarter up by 14. Yep, they were they had never lost. Dallas Dallas had never lost with a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter until Sunday. Never. Hmm. That's tough. That's tough. I I knew it was going to be bad because, uh, obviously we the three of us are in a text thread, and so we you guys were texting back and forth and your thoughts on the game and how your team was playing. And then it went silent at the fourth quarter. Show it in. Uh, yeah, it did. It wasn't good. I mean, so silent that we don't even have a mailbag. Although we haven't had a whole lot of, we haven't really had any mailbag from Trent. No, he tweeted one. Some did of Kellen really? Moore. Yeah. Kellen Moore needs to be fired right now. Basically, if Dallas starts doing poorly, uh, Trent just wants, People fired. Yeah, well, I mean, might as well. It soothes the wounds. At least somebody's going to take the fall for it. So anyway, yeah, Dallas loses this week. But you know who also lost? And this is right. another reason why it's a good thing that and we're I quote, this a day late. And I quote at Hemp Daddy uh-huh. 12, it's time for Kellen Moore to go. Hashtag, that is all. So we got one. <laughs> we got one. Not even a fire Kellen. Didn't, I mean, wasn't he, this is the man Moore, who got Brett Maher fired. Did, wasn't Kellen Moore his darling at one point? Yes. At one he point. Just, he, he waxed on and on when Jason Garrett was there about how great Kellen Moore was. And any good that was for the Cowboys was because of Kellen Moore. And now it's time for Kellen Moore to go. It's a what have you done for me lately league, especially I guess, in Dallas. I thought, not- I thought McCarthy would be fired by the end of the season, but. You did. you did. Yeah. You did call that. You know he wanted that. Well, we'll get into that game, but you know he wanted that game on Sunday for sure. Uh, but uh, anyway, yes, you know who also lost is the old Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, this year's Arizona Cardinals. They lose last night, thirty-two to twenty-one to the Washington Commies. I mean, yeah. come on, Philly. At okay, home, okay. Too. whoa, 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 whoa! Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. The commies are not a bad team. Well, yeah, when, when have we decided? Good, I don't think they're. A when good have we decided? Team, when have we decided that the commies are are a bad team? They're five and five. I mean, they're four and five going to that game, but I mean, they got a better record than the Packers, the Falcons, and all the rest of these chumps. I mean, they're middle of the pack. Age. 
But uh, well, I think that they had struggles early. I think they was taking them a little uh, bit to to kind of figure themselves they out. Had, they had one struggle. His name was Carson Wentz. Yeah, well, Heineke's apparently going in there Tyler and, Heineke. And Back when we thought that he was going to be something special in the NFL when he beat the Buccaneers and okay. we called for him to continue the job, apparently we should have stuck with that, Washington. All right, so get this. The commies beat the Packers, which whatever. Packers aren't that great, but I'll get to the Packers anyway. There's a little bit of reason for hope there. Uh, they beat the Colts, who aren't great, but they're not bad. They're still a playoff team, possibly at this point. They lost by three points to the Vikings, and then they beat the Eagles by 10. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 11. The Commies are not a bad team. They're a, yeah. I would say they're a top 50% team in this league. I mean, it's hard to win in the NFL, much less when it's a divisional game against somebody who's actually a pretty decent team. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I'm going to give them we'll some have... love. I, I'm going to give them we'll some give, love. We'll give I the Commies some love. Okay. We'll give the commies some love. <laughs> Capitalist dang nabbit. <laughs> Things that we thought we'd never say on this podcast. So anyway, well, we'll get into all those games uh, a little bit later. But uh, we do have some awards to give out here in this week 10. And it is power ranking, uh, the power ranking show. And we're going to add a little bit because, you know, occasionally we have to throw in the talk of, of poo. So we're going to throw in some pooper rankings as well but we'll get to that a little bit later we gotta get some awards to you hey you ever you ever hear the did you ever read the book uh brown spots on the wall <laughs> no. it was written You've by uh okay i'm not even gonna hit the comedy punchline drop for that so oh. moving on first and ten all right, I'm going to get things started with my Shorty Award for this week. And my Shorty Award is going to the man who currently is the best wide receiver in the NFL, who, if the Super Bowl trophy could go to one player after yesterday, might need to go to him, uh, or excuse me, uh, Sunday. And that would be Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings. Justin False. Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings, you just let me talk. Uh, Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings had, I believe, 190 yards uh, and a touchdown. I'm going to pull up those stats just to verify. But I believe he had 190 yards and a touchdown against, yes, 10 passes, 193 yards and a touchdown against the Buffalo Bills, who up to this point had seemed to be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Man, Obviously, some of been... that was just dumb luck, dude. He was True. just, like, I don't know how it fell into his hands. It took an, it took an, just a miracle to make it happen. And it did. Every and time a lot and time of those again. plays, a lot of those, those games where guys have big plays like that, they, they have to happen. There has to be a little bit of luck, but they were finding it. Him and Kirk 12 o'clock, you know, noonday start. Kirk cousins is the next coming Look, of Joe what's his Montana. name with, with the chain. When he's got all the chains on perk, perk thuggins, perk thuggins. Yeah. <laughs> He's something else. I mean, it, it, apparently this is a case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. 12 o'clock, Kirk Cousins versus primetime Kirk Cousins. Because okay, totally unverified. Hashtag unverified. But okay. I did see a tweet that said that statistically, Kirk Cousins is the worst NFL in the NFC North. Take that for what it's the worth. Worst NFL? I, worst quarterback in the NFC oh, North. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm sorry, I, I I I got it. I just wanted to make sure we were clarified there. Hashtag unverified. Well, yeah, I don't know how verified that is. I mean, Jared Goff started off hot, has definitely cooled off. Aaron Rodgers has been inconsistent at best. And Justin Fields knows how to run the ball. So I, I don't know. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins was finding Justin Jefferson, and for some reason. It did not matter what Buffalo did. Now, let me ask you, okay? I'm sure you saw the catch, the fourth and 18 catch on the last drive that Jefferson had to catch in order for the Minnesota Vikings to have a chance to win this game. And Minnesota was down big. They were down 27-17 to 17 in this game at one yep. point. They came all the way back. They got all the way down to the goal line, got stopped on the goal line, hey, and then on the remember, very next snap, Buffalo you fumbles remember? the snap. and. Minnesota takes the lead. Keep going. 
I'll get to my point. Um, we're going to talk about the game later. Uh, but on that drive, Justin Jefferson caught a 32-yard pass on fourth down, fourth and 18. That was, it might be the, I'm not saying, I'm not going to go superlative here and say it was the greatest catch of all time, but it's definitely in the running. And I'll tell you why. is because, yes, it was one-handed. There have been great one-handed catches before. Yes, it was kind of falling backwards. There have been great one-handed falling backwards catches before. But there have not been catches, one-handed falling backwards, where you are literally taking it away from a defender who has two hands on the ball at the same time. And somehow he came away with it. So You're my shorty goes the greatest catch of all time. I'm saying it's one of them. I'm not saying it is. That okay. is a debatable argument that we could have all night long. But I'm saying it has to be considered to be one of them because of the degree of difficulty, because there were two defenders on him. One defender literally had both hands on the ball. He somehow took it away with one hand while falling down on fourth down on a drive where the Vikings game, the game would have been over if they don't, if he doesn't make that catch. All right. My shorty Shorty award is going to Christian Watson. And I couldn't stop. I want to give it to Christian Watson or Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. Christian Watson, the very first play of the Packers season was against the Minnesota Vikings. And Christian Watson roasted the corner he was up against. Rodgers hits him in stride for what would have been a one play, one touchdown pass to Christian Watson. Christian Watson dropped it. Ever since right that his, moment. Right in his hands. Right in his hands. Would completely change the outcome of that game. But ever since that moment, Christian Watson has struggled. He just keeps struggling, keeps struggling, drops passes, all this stuff. Not so on Sunday. The dude now, went out on, there man. and caught. Didn't he? Didn't he drop he did, two passes? Two drops, at yeah, the two, beginning two of passes game? Two passes originally. Yes, two passes originally. Okay. But followed up with, I think, uh, four catches yep. for three touchdowns and 100 something yards. He went out there and the man cooked. So he clearly, I like. He clearly is in the Packers' plan. I mean, you don't spend an early second round pick on a wide receiver if he's not going to be in your yeah. plans. But even the dude has even all when of he the struggled, stats. The dude has all of the stats. He's been injured, and yet the Packers still are trying to get him involved. So, well, partly too, finally we don't have any off. other options. Uh, Romeo no. Dobbs is hurt. Uh, Randall Cobb is hurt. So you're left with basically three wide receivers. You've got, excuse me, you got Christian Watson, you got Sammy Watkins, uh, and you've got uh, Lazard. Lazard, yeah, Al Lazard. So you you don't have many wide receivers anyway, but still, you got a game plan for him. The dude has off-the-charts athleticism. Like, he catches his first touchdown pass. It was a bomb. Same thing, well, just like the Minnesota play. Kyle for a bomb, goes in there, lands a clean backflip like nothing. You're like, oh, this dude's, he's an athletic. But also, uh, I also want to give a shorty to Aaron Jones just because he always shows up to the Dallas Cowboy games and he always torches them. The dude has been putting up 130 yards a week on the ground. It's insane what Aaron Jones is doing right now. But like I said before, we've witnessing the transition of Green Bay from a pass-first team to a run-first team. And Aaron Jones is a big part of that, and he's balling out. So hats off to him. Yeah. My Shefty for this week. Oh, I hate that guy. Uh, I, I have to give it to the Raiders as a team, as an organization. The Raiders are just inept as as much as you have called the Packers you know just just you know inept and and non-competitive Raiders that has been them all season I mean now they're two and seven now after they lose to the Colts who I roasted last week for their handling of Matt Ryan and their hiring of Jeff Saturday, who is now apparently Jeff Sunday, literally comes off the couch a week after tweeting that the Raiders are terrible and then proves it by beating them in Las Vegas. They made so many moves, and this is why I have to give it to them, because they made so many moves in the offseason between Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams, and they hired Josh McDaniels, can we just can we just mark this down in the annals of NFL history? Josh McDaniels 
is not, cannot, will never be an NFL head coach. Well, they've uh, both Derek Carr and I think Devontae Adams have brought up just the voice their concerns about a lack of focus and intensity among the people on the Raiders. Just they don't have any kind of we want to win mindset. It's just been whatever. So there's, and where uh, does I think that there's a start? cultural problem. Yeah, it starts with head coach. Yeah, Definitely a cultural absolutely. problem there. I mean, and and I think I think it starts with the head coach, but it's not uh, being discouraged or it's it's being fed by the owner, Mark Davis, who came out today and said that he thinks that McDaniel's is doing a wonderful job. Two and seven, Mark, is not a wonderful job. Get your hair cut. Get get open your eyes. Look at the record. Your team looks yeah. terrible. Your defense is awful. Your offense can't get it together consistently. Your quarterback's crying on the platform. And I'm not going to criticize Derek Carr for crying because I know he's emotional, but come on. That is the entire package of the Raiders is just a gigantic Shefty award. So I'm, I'm giving it to them after this week. Hey, I heard uh, I heard uh, old uh, Devontae Adams is playing with a future Hall of Famer over there in uh, Derek Carr. Who said that? Devontae Adams. Oh. <laughs> the beginning of the season, they said, what's it like uh, catching passes from Derek Carr? He goes, uh, it's not really different from Rodgers, you know, going from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another. And I was like, okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He's eating those. Devontae, words, I don't so. care. Come back to Green Bay. Your talent is being wasted <laughs> over there. All is forgiven. All is forgiven. Just All right, come back, baby. Too? Baby, come back. I'm giving my Shefty to Artificial Turf. Because artificial turf sucks, and it sucks bad. There's been multiple players out there talking about how many non-contact-related injuries that there have been, uh, especially with you know just your foot not getting stuck in the turf and stuff like that, where it didn't need to be a problem. Like you just don't, you wouldn't see it. You look at the Rams, you look at the Chargers. Both teams have just been racked by injuries uh, at home this year so and they both play in the same artificial turf stadium so we need to get rid of artificial turf in the nfl rogers come out and said look artificial turf sucks we shouldn't be using this at all what you should be using is what green bay has and what pittsburgh has and these other people have you have a mix a blend of some artificial to give it a little more durability and then real grass in the field so Let's get rid of the artificial turf. I mean, you can just, even if you're in a dome, you can take the whole stinking field up or down or whatever way you need to do and roll it out. We have plenty of teams that already do that. Get the turf, make it real, and just roll it in every Sunday. That's what it needs to be. That's going to reduce injuries, and it's just a better playing experience. Less concussions, less torn ACLs, less ankle problems. Cooper Cup himself complained about it, and then he, it was a little bit of a contact-related injury too, but so not quite proving my point, but he said, look, we got to get rid of this artificial turf nonsense. So my chef D is going to artificial turf and stadiums with artificial turf. If you got it, you got to get rid of it. All right. I think we, not that anything's going to change. We, we, we mentioned this every week, but I think we can need to give another chef D out to the officials after some horribly blown calls this weekend. I'm not going to highlight any of them. I think a couple of them could have affected games. Some of them almost did, um, but it is what it is. So, officials, here we go again. We're, we're talking about you. So, all right, well, let's move on and talk about the rest of the games. Second and long. All right, so we brought it up at the beginning, and we wanted to talk about it. This is the one benefit of us doing this show a day late is we can actually talk about the very first loss of the Philadelphia Eagles to the Washington Commanders, 32 to 21. You know, this is interesting. Um, two years ago when the Steelers started 11-0, you know who beat their streak to? Washington football team at that point. You are you are muted, good sir. Oh, heck yeah, I am. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So, uh, I had a great point. Whatever it was is now past me. So let's just just acknowledge the fact that I had a really good point when I was muted. That's right. uh, it was even better because you were muted. Um, but anyway, I think I, I'm not I'm not saying that this is 
I don't want to take away from the Eagles. And I certainly, you're right. I don't want to take away from the commanders. Um, they played well. They did what they needed to do. It didn't look good at the beginning. The Eagles seemed to be coming out and doing their thing at the beginning of this game, but then the commanders got the ships right. I feel like the Eagles are the ones that need to take notice after this loss um, because they got exposed a little bit. Their pass defense uh, for Jalen Hurts wasn't great. The commanders were in the backfield a lot, getting pressure. The commanders have a good defense, though. They do. They do. But I... You're going to go up against theoretically good defenses in the playoffs. So, yep. Um, they could the Eagles could not run the ball, and I don't know if it was because can they run the ball I'll, anyway? I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. At one point in this game, early in the third quarter, about halfway through the third quarter, the time of possession, the Commanders came out and they did what they needed to do to win this game. They ran the ball. They controlled the ball. They they controlled the clock. At one point, halfway through the third quarter, the Commanders had controlled the ball for 30 minutes. The Eagles had had the ball for seven. Yep. So playing like the Packers. Yeah, you're not going to win the ball. You're not going to win the ball game if you if you uh, if you don't have the ball. So, um, you know that that was a part of it. The Commanders made sure that AJ Brown was not a part of this game. Uh, Devontae Smith was the one that was getting most of the passes, Dallas Goddard as well for the, for the Eagles. So, so I, I don't think the Eagles, I, I'm, if I were them, I think I would be happy to get this loss out of the way and now just move on. Um, right. It's also a relief. They, like, okay, yes. we've lost one. All right, we're good. Now let's just down to business. And no, none of us expected them to go undefeated. I don't think we saw the loss coming here, but we didn't expect them to go undefeated. Yeah, so, but they're anyway, legitimately I, good, though. I, the, the I, I think so. I think are, are so. Good. I don't know. I after seeing some of these un, you know, these teams with long runs before their first loss, you know, uh, winning streaks to start seasons over the last couple of years. Steelers, we mentioned it two years ago. Cardinals last year, and now the Eagles. And so you legitimately think down. though you're legitimately are going to compare this Eagles team to the the Steelers or the Cardinals from the past couple of years? I don't know. I don't know who to, I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't I'm know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make that accusation. I think that those other teams were very obviously phonies. And I think this team is, in my opinion, a very obviously good team. Just wait. I mean, you're gonna, obviously you're gonna, good. We're going to get to the next game. We're going to the next couple games. You're going to sit here and say how awesome the, the, Minnesota Vikings are and then in the same breath you're going to say and hey, their only losses to the really good Eagles but you're trashing them right now so I'm not going to allow you to do this double speak you double speaker double speaker. You, you have to okay. you call them good now or say they're trash and that's not a credible win for Minnesota which one is it okay fine I'm going to call them good I just have doubts because yes, they I are. just have doubts about other teams as well so anyway all right what game do you want to talk about first I mean, I like to talk about uh, old Dallas and the Green Bay here. Isn't that first? That. These opportunities don't come often, so I got to take them advantage of them when they do. Uh, basically, what we said, I mean, Dak had two interceptions that were pretty costly. On One of them was in the red zone. The other one was on a drive that was marching down there. Uh, Rudy Ford, was a, he's never played safety really for us before, and he went out there and he made two picks. He had both of those picks, uh, so good on him. Green Bay looked like Green Bay of last year in this game. There wasn't the stupid, incompetent nonsense. Receivers were catching balls. We weren't killing ourselves with penalties. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember this team. Oh, yeah, I liked watching Green Bay last year. It was fun. So <laughs> we're sitting at four and six right now. Green Bay has been four and six before, and that's when Rodgers said, "We're gonna. I feel like we can run the table. We ended up making the playoffs at 10 and six. So yeah, I, I, they're not out of it. I mean, they're what a game and a half back. We're not, we're not, uh, but it, it would be a long shot. And I don't even know if I want us to make the playoffs this year because sure. I've already accepted that we suck, but it was just interesting to see, you know, it's like, Oh, we've got some, we got a little bit, got a little bit in it. Mm-hmm. And it was McCarthy's return to green Bay. Uh, thanks coach McCarthy for everything you did for green Bay. I'm not one of those people who are going to boo you or anything like that. I think it was awesome for us. He got the Super Bowl, so you know, good on him. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Dallas, uh, I don't really know what to say about Dallas. They just kind of. Yeah. Meh. I mean, they they looked good until the fourth quarter, I felt. Good yeah, enough, at least. 14 points. Consider, well, consider, considering the way Green Bay has played and Dallas's defense, I know you can't count Rodgers out clearly this year maybe being the exception up to this point. But even then, I mean, he's been close in games. He's had a chance to win games, so. Yep. Uh, yeah. CD Lamb went off, though, huh? Dude had like 150 yeah. yards receiving. Yeah, two touchdowns. Sort up. Yeah. What do you, seriously? I know we, I know we, you know, we're giving Trent degree for for calling out Kellen Moore, but what do you think about the play calling at the end? I was not able to watch the game. I don't know if you saw the ending. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to see the ending either. Yeah. So. Uh, yep. Darn church. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Before we're struck by lightning. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Sunday night game just for a minute. San Francisco beat the Chargers 22 to 16. Uh, this was kind of a, I don't want to say dull game, but it was all on the ground. There wasn't a whole lot of passing in this game. Um, and the Chargers have, have I have been a believer in the 49ers this year. You have poo pooed me. Okay. I don't think I have. Dr. Who Fung Poo over there. You poo pooed me. I don't believe but, that's true. I think but it is true. I'll let I'll let you think that. You no, I the Chargers think... over them. There's been all times where I've hammered down on my 49ers pick. Is it? I don't think I've ever given you that opportunity in in the show, but I I'll have. take your word. I'll take your word for yes. it. I think I do think that people need to watch out for the 49ers. Um, sure, it is because you sat there and you trashed Jimmy G, and I said I'm not taking this. Get it out of here. That has nothing to do with the 49ers. Yes, it did. It was all about the 49ers, and Jimmy G got mixed into it. And so then I told you to stop trashing Jimmy G, and then I hammered down on the fact that the 49ers are good. Whatever. Selective memory. I feel like (laughs) – absolutely. I feel like the 49ers – this year's 49ers is maybe a light version of the team that went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I'd agree with that. Good defense. I mean, upgrade, obviously, at the run game with Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell came back yesterday and got more carries than or Sunday and got more carries than CMC. Yeah, not crazy. So that's going to be a split backfield going forward, and that's dangerous for any team facing them. And the, and, and I, the Chargers have a terrible run defense, so I don't know how much to play into this, but the Chargers, man, I, we want so badly for them to be good. Now, I know that in this game, Justin Herbert literally had nobody to throw the ball to. His only decent target was Gerald Everett, and he goes out with an injury. Hopefully he gets Keenan Allen, Mike Williams back here in the next couple of weeks because they need it if they're going to make a push uh, to make a wild card. So, But watch out for the 49ers currently in the playoffs in the seventh seed in the NFC. We'll see how far they go. All right. Um, let's see. You, you want to talk about Minnesota Buffalo, or do you want to talk about the other game you had? Uh, I'll talk about Indy, uh, Las Vegas a second. So everybody said how bad of a decision it was to bring in Jeff Saturday as the off or the, as the coach, head coach. You know, I think that, and then they went out here and won against uh, the Raiders, who we just got done maligning as being completely incompetent. I don't think it says too much about Saturday, honestly. I think that you still got to see what you got there. He has seen other coaches coach, so he kind of knows what goes into it, but it's too early to to tell on him. I think Ursay is kind of meddlesome anyway, so we'll see how long he lasts. He did make, I assume it was him who made the decision to put Matty Ice back in because we've kind of been following this drama and this saga with Matty Ice being benched for the rest of the year with Ellinger. Uh, and now Jeff Saturday took over and Matty Ice starts again. I think he came in and said, look, no, this is our best option. And guess what? They won. Jonathan Taylor did what he did and had a hundred something yards on the ground. So he also played really well. Yeah. Lost the Las Vegas Raiders are bad, but it was still good for Indy to get the win. And I was especially had that happy that Saturday got a win as his head coaching debut. Does it say anything about either of these two teams? No, I don't think so. It probably says more about Las Vegas being without focus and just being bad. than I think it does say about the Colts. But it does put the Colts in uh, an okay position 
well, not okay. I guess they're four, five, and one. They're okay for their division because they're chasing um, uh, the Titans, who are six and three. So how many games back are they? Some they game back. Two, I don't know. A game in at two and a half, two games. Yes, yeah, somewhere in there. Two, two and a half. They're not out of um, it. They're not out of it. They they no, could make a, I don't a think run. So. I do think that this game was important for Indy to win. I mean, Chargers or the Raiders are done. Just they've been done. It's been bad. But how easy would it have been? I picked the Raiders to win this game. I'm pretty sure. How easy would it have been for the Colts with all of the uncertainty with a coach that no one expected? And, you know, there's a good chance he. I'm not saying he he has. Clearly, the players played for him on Sunday. There was a good chance that they would not have supported him the way they needed to going into this. So the Colts could have just gone into this and completely imploded, and they didn't. And I think you, you hit the, the nail on the head with the fact that Ryan and Jonathan Taylor both came back and both played, and Jonathan Taylor especially played well. That is the key to the Colts winning. And so if Saturday was the reason for that, or it was just, He's healthy now. I don't know. But I either just, one. I, I still don't understand. What was the decision behind Matty Ice? It, it's still one that I just really don't understand. You've got him for the next several years because you just paid all this money to him on this contract. You, you can't just like sweep that under the rug and say it's nothing. So you've got him. Why wouldn't you play him? Unless you really think Ellinger is that much better, but obviously he wasn't. So... I don't understand. Who knows? Who knows? What why was that the reasoning was behind that decision? I don't know. Maybe there was something going on. It was, it was talk about, you know, conspiracy theories. It was the conspiracy theory to get rid of Frank Reich or bring in Jeff Saturday. I don't know. But who, but surely Frank Reich had to make that decision to bench him. No, I think that all came from the owner, Ursay. No. Oh yeah, I'm gonna you you continue on. I'm about to Google the mess out of this. I need to figure please this out. Please do, please We're do. Covering I'm a sure that's where. It... <laughs> Get out your tinfoil hats, folks. All right, well let's talk about maybe the game of the year in the Minnesota Bu- Buffalo game on Sunday. Minnesota beats Buffalo in overtime, thirty-three to thirty. We were talking about it earlier. The great catch by Justin Jefferson. Buffalo was hammering the Vikings early. I thought, well, the Vikings aren't going to look that great. Maybe this they're clearly playing the Bills, who at that point I thought were the best team in the NFL. Um, and the Vikings came back. They came back. Um, they recovered a fumble on a botched snap in the end zone on the one-yard line that gave them the lead at the end of this game. The only problem was they left 40 seconds on the clock for Josh Allen to be able to go down and get a field goal to tie it and send it to overtime. That not without controversy, thanks to a non-reviewed, non-catch by Gabe Davis that also would have ended the game. But anyway, then they go to overtime. The Vikings get the ball first, go down, kick a field goal to go up by three. The Bills just have to kick a field goal. They're headed down. They're driving. It looks pretty like a foregone conclusion. Like they're going to, at the very least, tie this game, if not score a touchdown to win. And Josh Allen throws a pick at the goal line. And Minnesota wins. So the Vikings are meeting the expectations I had for them at the beginning of the year. They're meeting the expectations. Kirk Cousins is doing enough because he doesn't have to play in primetime. Justin Jefferson is the real deal. Dalvin Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook is <laughs> Dalvin <Brody who>? slip. <laughs> Dalvin, Dalvin Cook <laughs> is running well, and the defense is playing well. So, and they just have some of that magic. So that they're they're doing well. But the Bills, this is a problem for the Bills. This game was a bigger deal for the Bills. Apart from the fact that now they've lost two in a row, but now they no longer have, they're not even leading their division right now, let alone having home field in the AFC. And that was the big deal that we said a few weeks ago after they beat Kansas City. And so now the Bills have to look at things. And and we say this every single year about the Bills. Last year, not so much, I don't think. But going, this is reminding me of a couple years ago when we would talk about the Bills being so hot 
and then starting to come, <laughs> starting to come back down towards the end of the year. And I feel like they're starting to cool off. And the Bills can get Jason, hot at any time. Put Jason, it all together. I, let's pump the brakes again. I'm the official brake man on the show today. <laughs> we're going to pump the brakes because you were, at, I swear, three games into the season, you basically gave them the Lombardi trophy. It was like, here, Bills, take it. Take this Lombardi trophy. You were showering on them all these accolades about how great they were. And now all of a sudden the tune has changed. I think you mistake now it's well. I think think you mistake my my hesitation as complete and utter rejection. I think you mistake my hesitation utter rejection, but it is a far cry from getting a you you I swear you almost ran out and got a Super Bowl (laughs) tattoo for the Bills. Like that's how close we were. I'm still not changing my pick. Are you? Ha- I'm still not changing my pick. I still am picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl. You, on the other at hand, cannot time, continue to pick your this, Super Bowl winner. At this, no, stop. That is called classic diversion, where I attack you. I bring up. No, I don't even attack you. I bring up a point, and then right away you attack me personally. Okay, we're not doing that. That's classic diversion. If you're listening, don't ever fall for this tactic. Let's keep the focus where it needs to be on Jason. And what he is currently doing. Okay. I just want to bring it up. Don't get defensive. Don't attack me personally. Let's keep this on you. You have a point to this? Yes, I just made my point. Okay. The point was you were all gung ho and tally ho and. I also just, just making a point that the Bills my no longer have home field. The Bills no longer okay. have home field. And that was one of the big reasons why we were. Giving them the trophy already. Just make let me make the point. All right. Oh, that was the reason. Home field. Home field was the reason. So the minute they get home field back, you're also giving them the trophy again. I haven't taken the trophy away from them. Um, they don't have a trophy. There's no trophy. (laughs) Zero exists. You have to win it first. Four times in a row, and still no trophy. All right. Miami beats Cleveland thirty-nine to seventeen, and I just want to say this about Miami. First of all. Their, their offense is elite. It's elite. Between Tua, who is working himself into MVP conversations, uh, Tyreek Hill, who might set the wide receiver yard, the receiving record this year, Jalen Waddell, the two-headed monster in the backfield between Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, their offense is elite. It needs to be because their defense is not great. However, when you play the Browns, it doesn't need to be. They are leading the division. Miami Dolphins are leading their division now thanks to the loss by the Bills to the Minnesota Vikings. So watch out for Miami. Watch out for Miami. Do you, and then, you're going to say, would you think that Miami would beat Buffalo head-to-head right now? If it was in Miami, yes. Ooh, if it was disagree. in Buffalo, no. I disagree. I think that yeah. Buffalo takes them. Okay. All right. I just think it. This is that's. See, this is why home field for the Bills is so important. So important. Man, I uh, I, I just think that I think that they're built to 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 play in better weather. I really do. And and going into this game, going back to the Bills just for a second, we'll give them a little bit of a pass just because Josh Allen was not a hundred percent. I mean, there were questions all week if he was even going to play. So so. One of their losses, the Bills' losses, is to Miami at Miami. That's kind of funny. I told you. See, there we go. Proven right. Uh, Shout out to my Pittsburgh Steelers on this Victory Tuesday who beat the New Orleans Saints 20-10. to We finally found a team who is more inept than us because they continue to start Andy Dalton and not Jameis Winston. Yeah. The New Orleans Saints. Put the Uh, MVP back in. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers finally got TJ Watt back, which dramatically helped the defense. Yeah, it did. Also playing Andy Dalton. Did he go out there and get like a couple sacks too? He did. It just changed the energy and the dynamic of the defense. And they were finally able to run the ball between Najee and Jalen Warren and even Kenny Pickett getting into the action. So thank you, Steelers, for getting a win. All right. We need to 
give some rankings. We've talked about some of these top teams for so long. Now let's do what we do best and get some, bring some clarity to the situation. Put them in order with some power rankings. Third and three. So can I just say it was Frank Reich who benched him? Was it? What happened is there was a he had a uh, a shoulder separation injury. Yeah, an injury. Right, and then but Frank Reich said, well, it was he was going to get benched anyway. It doesn't really have anything to do with this, even though that also happened. So it seems like it was Frank Reich's decision. Maybe Jim Irsay was meddling. I don't know. But who knows? At this point, I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, we'll see what happens with the Colts. The conspiracy would be it was to get Frank Reich fired. That's that would be a conspiracy if That's you guys true. are into such things. Well, which maybe, I can't maybe, be. Maybe he did it himself to get himself fired. Maybe Ooh, another another level. Another level yeah. to this. All right, power rankings for the NFL through week 10. And uh, let's see. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? For the power rankings? Power rankings, yes. Yeah, well, well let's I, start get, with... I get to pick. You no, go ahead. Go ahead. We, we can do them at the same time. Do you want to give my one and your one? Or are you going to give one through 10? I give one through 10? How do you want to do this? Uh, let's, uh, let's start with 10. First of all, let's go backwards, go all the way up to one. And, okay. uh, let's, let's, uh, each one of us one at a time. So you want to want to go ahead and first start with your 10, run through, run through your 10, starting with 10. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I was doing this the other way around. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, is that going to work for my you? number 10? Golly. I'm going to say New York Giants. Okay. All right. Got the Giants down. All right. I, they would be, I think, 11 for me. I don't have them in my 10. Just spoiler alert there. True story. The The New York Giants are one game out from being in the lead of not just the NFC East, but the entire National Football League. It's insane. Number one team. Insane. I, I don't think that they're that good. I have said that, and I will continue to say that, but I'm going to put them at number 10. Well, and that's why I left them out of my top 10, because I feel like they are Saquon Barkley, and that's about it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I've said all year. I've said it all year. They're, they're well, Saquon Barkley in a defense, and that's it. Yeah. So that's why I leave them out of my 10. So, all right, who you got at nine? Uh, at nine. Well, wait. Who do you who do you got? You got who do you okay. got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Jets. I got the Jets. I got the other team from New York. I got the Jets, and I feel like they do have a defense, a good defense, and I feel like they've got some playmakers on the offense that are only being held back by Zach Wilson. So I, I, but I think their defense is better than the Giants, and I mean at this point they're in the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the Jets at 10. Yeah, I actually can't disagree with that. I'll also take the the, the Jets there. All right, who do you got at nine? 49ers. 49ers. Okay. Um, they would probably be 12 for me. Um, I'm telling you, I, I think that they're, I think that they're it. Yeah, I'm leaving out I've, some good teams here. Like I get it. Like I'm, I'm definitely leaving out some good teams. I personally don't have faith in the Tennessee Titans. I'll give you that hit. I, they're not even on my top ten. Really? Really? Okay. All right. Well, I've got, I've got uh, Seattle at nine. Um, which we didn't mention this, but uh, you probably noticed, folks. We did not have our weekly tribute to Geno Smith because there was nothing to tribute. Uh, this week, we didn't even mention. This is a side note. We did not even mention they that there was an NFL. Stomped. They got semi-stomped yeah. over in uh, Ish the, uh... Munich. We didn't even mention that there was a game played in Germany this week. But I don't have any German music, and that, I don't want. I don't want to try to go with a German accent. The English is bad enough. So, so I'm going with Seattle at nine. I think they fix it. I just the whole think we... not a girl, but you know. No, please just just <laughs> stop. Just stop. Don't don't even bother. 
so I'm going with I'm going with Seattle at nine. Um, I I think that uh, I think that they're they're deserving of that. All right, who do you got at eight? Wait, I thought you had the Jets at nine. No, I had the Jets at ten. Oh, Jets at ten. Okay, okay, okay. Jets at ten. Seattle at nine. Who's your eight? My eight's the 49ers. There. So you have the Jets at nine? I got the Giants, the Jets, oh. the 49ers. I'm sorry. I misunderstood that. All right. So you got the 49ers at eight. My eight is the Cowboys. My eight is the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys aren't even in top 10. What? I said, I said what I said. Wow. You know what I said? Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Did I'm sorry. Daughter? Uh, clearly not. Okay. I am very interested to hear about the rest of this top 10 from you. All right. So okay. I'm going with Dallas at eight. I think that defense alone, apart from what they did Sunday against the, the Packers. The defense is good. I will not deny that. But I think that they're not a uh long-term defense if that makes sense I don't, I don't see them dominating the rest of the year i think that they're going to kind of i think they're going to struggle a little bit later it's possible i think i think they're i think they're starting to show some wear and tear how about that so i think yeah. you you may have a point there so. i wasn't right. wild with their secondary to be quite honest now i'm not a dallas cowboys guy maybe there were some injuries and some key pieces out but i was not their pass rush was eh their run defense was eh their, their DBs were eh. Well, maybe it's just I the don't Packers just get up for the Cowboys. Could be. I don't know. It just – it was like eh. That was my feelings okay. the whole time. Right. And and that leaves them out of the top ten for you. I, I, I respect it. All right, who you got at seven? At sevens, I got the Seattle Sea Chickens. Oh, all right. So you you think highly of the Seahawks. I, I've, I've dissed on them for too long. I can't keep dissing on them. So, so is this, is, are we now getting, are, is this the weekly tribute to Geno Smith? This is the weekly tribute to Geno Smith. Okay. The weekly tribute to Geno Smith is MVP season it, right here. I'm putting Seattle in at number seven. Okay. All right. I mean, they're leading um, it. I, I now, do I think that the 49ers will eventually overtake them for that division? Yes. But for right now, I've got them above the 49ers. All right. One spot above them. Well, I, at seven, I'm going to go with the team that you, did not again have much faith in. I'm going with the Titans. And you know who I don't it... have on this list that I just realized I should have on this list? Who? The Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, they I don't have them in my top list. 10. I don't have my top 10. You uh, know why? Be. Because they why? cannot protect Joe Burrow and they lost to the Browns. I don't care. That's why. I don't care. Well, that's why. The Browns that. Tennessee Titans, the fighting Derrick Henrys. They got Ryan Tannehill back. Their defense looked good on Sunday. I have them at seven. If they can, they they know how to play. Mike Vrabel knows how to play. Mike Vrabel alone puts them at seven. They know They're how to play. To get beat by the Packers on Thursday night football. Playoff football. Playoff the football. Incompetent. Give give me that Green game and pick them. I will pick the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Okay, we're gonna give you that game. Okay, fine. Then you already know what my pick is. Okay. All right, who do you got? Oh, well, guess we're done with that. Uh, at, six. at six, I got Baltimore. Oh, look at that! We're twinsies. I also have Baltimore. Aww. Yeah, Baltimore at six. Uh, Baltimore needs some help in the pass game. I feel like yeah. I feel like they could be higher. Well, when's Rashad Bateman? No, Rashad Bateman's out of the year. Uh, yeah, they definitely need. Yeah, He's they need some done. help in the pass game. And Mark Andrews is dealing with injury. So if they if a team can Cincinnati, contain Lamar, since okay, I realize I put them there, but Cincinnati will absolutely overtake them and win that division. Book it. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. I know I I know I'm eating the fact that I called them to walk the plank, but let's just let's just wait and see. I still this is think, a lot harder than I thought it would be because I got I made this list and now I'm like no I should have had them in there no I should have had the Cincinnati Bengals in there no I should have had the Patriots in there. No, you should never have the Patriots in there. Yeah, I don't know. All right. We got a five. Five is the Miami Dolphins. Oh, okay. All right. 
so you don't have I so I have them at four. Just full disclosure, I have them at four, just because I feel like they can outscore anybody. I mean, yeah. And I don't know as if it matters if you have a good defense or not. I think a good defense, if a good defense can put pressure on Tua, maybe that makes the difference. But if you can't get pressure on Tua, you might as well forget about it. Because Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are... It's just too good. They might be the best wide receiver combo in the league. They are the best and wide then, receiver combo in the league. There's none better. And, yeah. And then saddle that with the the you know the two running backs. Yeah, that's 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 unstoppable. So I've got them at four. My five is Buffalo. I've I've got Buffalo down at five. I got um, Buffalo at four. Okay, so we just have those switched. Yep. So I, I've got Buffalo there just because just right now. I'm not saying this is end of season. I'm not saying this is my right. order of who's winning the Super Bowl right now with how they're playing, with the fact that Josh Allen is injured. Um I think was it last week that you said I think we were talking about it. And you said that uh, you made a good point about Buffalo being very one-dimensional. Yeah. And I saw a stat. Josh Allen has to have the most rush yards. There's no way Josh Allen doesn't have the most rush yards on that team. No, he absolutely does. Josh Allen has contributed to 23 of their 25 offensive touchdowns. Yep. Either by passing or rushing them. Yeah. You can't sustain an offense entirely when you're relying upon one guy, especially when he's injured or has an off date and that we yep. this Sunday proved it. So, all right. Who you got a three at three. I've got the Minnesota Vikings. I do as well. Oh, Minnesota. It's shaping up to I be the our, same top three. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So I got, the, I got the Vikings at three as well. Um, if nothing else, Kirk, because of Kirk Cousins, um, at three. Um, all right. So who's your two? Because I'm I'm thinking Kansas City might... Chiefs. Nope. See, that's where we differ. I had this yesterday originally before when we were going to record at our normal time, and I had the same thing: the Chiefs at two, and I'm assuming you had the Eagles at one. No, Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the Eagles at one. Um. And after last night, I switched it. After last night, I switched overreaction it. Monday. Look at no, this. it's not an overreaction. I just want you to, I just want you to hear me, okay? Kansas City, right now, I think could beat anybody in the NFL. I'm not saying that's the way it's going to be in the playoffs, and I don't think that's going to be the way it's going to be in the Super Bowl. Right now, Patrick Mahomes is doing what he wants to do, and their defense, they have a, a potential. I don't think he will, but a potential defensive player of the year candidate in Chris Jones. So you think uh you think Juju Smith Schuster getting hurt uh hinders them at all? Or is that a non non issue? I don't think so. Because uh, Tony looks nice, but exactly. And that's yeah. what I was just about that to say. That was a really they good pickup by them. They got they brought in Tony, um, and he's becoming a part of that offense. It's just taking some time. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it hurts them. So, all right, so let's run through this. You've got from one to 10, you've got Philadelphia, Kansas city, Minnesota, Buffalo, Miami, Baltimore, Seattle, 49ers, the jets and the giants. Yes. I have one to 10 KC, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, Dallas, Seattle, and the jets. All right. I want Who is your... The only way I would switch this is if I would put, uh, the Bengals in in place of Baltimore. Really? I, I, yeah. I just maybe I, maybe I take Baltimore out and then put the Bengals in at number nine and shift everybody else up because I think that the Bengals would beat the Giants head dead. So that's kind of what I see there. Yeah, I, I I'll agree with you that I'll, I'll agree with you there. All right. So those were the power rankings. Now we need to do some pooper rankings. And our bottom five teams in the NFL. And I did mine two ways, and I can't decide which one which ones I want to do, but I'll let you go first again. Houston's last. No questions asked. Houston's number one. Yeah, I have them number one as well in the no. Pooper rankings. 
Number or two would be 32. Las Vegas. Yep, I as well. Number three would be Carolina. See, I have them at four. I have them at four, but I did this before news came Saints. out that PJ Walker was out. Yes, I have the Saints in there at uh, at three. And then who's your five? Uh, my five, honestly, it would probably be the uh, Steelers or Broncos. One of those two. Just go with Denver. Then we got the same. Okay, Denver. All right, okay. there we go. You realize that Denver, all they had to do, their offense only needed to score 18 points. And they'd be 8-1? and one. And they'd be 8-1. and one. That's insane. That is, if you could just score 18 points, you'd be 8-1. and one. It's a pretty sad testament to how badly that team has played this It's year. crazy because Nathaniel Hackett was a great offensive guy with Green the Bay. The Broncos have only given up 149 points this year. They have a great defense. That is that's best gotta in be, the AFC. I was and about to say, I think that may be best, best, in, football. That's best in the NFL. That's best in football. 149 points. They've only scored 131. I know. Which the defense I believe is, is doing its job, but the offense sucks. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, they've gotta be there. They've gotta be there. That on top of the the expectations that they had. All right. So I have the same bottom the pooper rankings that you did, but I also made up uh pooper rankings based on expectations. So here are mine. Number one, the Rams. I'll say Packers, but yeah, Rams. Number two, Denver. Number three, Las Vegas. You got to put Green Bay on this list. Number four is Green Bay. Okay. And number five, to this point, Indianapolis. Yeah, I agree. So that those are my pooper rankings based on expectations. I feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though, also deserve an honorable mention. I don't think so. They're five and five at this point. They're not good, though. They're not a top 10 team. No, I don't think they're a top 10 team, but they're going to win their division only because the rest of the division is so bad. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, well, let's uh, get ready to close it out. Make some picks tonight. Fourth and short. Okay, so let's, you know what? Let's start with the pick'em challenge since we've already started with that. Last week was not a good oh, week boy. for either one of us. No, it was not. Uh, you gave me Cardinals Rams. I took Rams incorrectly because the Rams are incompetent and can't beat a Kylerless Murray Ram uh, uh Cardinals. Did I say a Kylerless Murray? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what we're going with now. Uh and then I gave you Carolina Atlanta and apparently Atlanta cannot beat Carolina at all. Packers Titans. Packers Titans, I'm going Titans. Give me all right, the Titans. There we go. We've said it. All right. I would go Packers on that all day. All right. Let's see. We're going back to a game for you, sir. There's one. There's one I really want you to give me. Is there really? Yeah. Vikings, Cowboys. That's what I wanted. Vikings. (laughs) Okay. All right. Somehow the Cowboys are the favorites for that game. That blows my mind. It's in Minnesota, too. It's in Minnesota. That is interesting. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand that as well. That either. All right, then over to our touchdown draft picks. Oh, Last boy. week, you took Justin Fields yeah. from me. Yeah, and he scored two yeah. rushing touchdowns. Um, I took Deontay Foreman, who also got a rushing touchdown, and then both of us. Both of us took the backfield in Detroit, and both of them got touchdowns. So yep. neither one of us won that. Well, I guess we both won that. But anyway, so you got three. You made up one touchdown this week. I got two. It is now 16 to 11 on the year. So I get the first pick Yeesh. this week. Yeesh. All right. Let's see. Who are we going to go with this week? Um. Oh man, who is Green Bay playing this week? Oh, they're Tennessee. What do you mean? Who oh, the dust. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, man, I really wish I could go Justin Fields against the Falcons. Right. Um, let's see. I, I, I done took not, him. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take David Montgomery. 
because okay. yeah, if you're playing Herbert's against hurt. the Falcons, you're playing against the Falcons, you can score on the ground. And Justin Fields will probably get a bunch, but hopefully David Montgomery will at least get one. So I'm going to go with David Montgomery for my first pick. Who is your first pick, sir? Man. Okay, one second. Can I do a, just a, a a spot of research? I would love for this. you to do a spot of research. Because here's my situation. Uh, Let me just tell you where my mind's at. Okay, please tell me. The Raiders suck. They do. And at some point, I've got to take somebody from Denver. But yep. nobody on Denver is any good. No. So, who do I take from Denver? Well, I mean, Cortland Sutton's still playing there. That's the but only you have one to worry that I about, can think of. Yeah, you have to worry about Russ throwing in the ball. Um, yeah. I have no idea which one of the running backs would get a shot at the end zone. Don't know either. that's a three-headed monster. Heck, just go with Weird Al at tight end, you know, Greg Dulcich. I think I got to go with Portland Sutton, maybe. Let's okay. see. Let's see what he's got. Let's see his stats for the year. Does he even have a touchdown this year? I'm thinking he might not. I don't know. They okay, don't have Cortland many points. Sutton, Cortland Sutton has one touchdown this year. Do you know who it well, was Well, then against? he's due, right? He was against the Raiders, so I'm taking Cortland Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out well. All right, so he's going Cortland Sutton against the Raiders. All right, and then for your second pick, sir. I mean, they're everybody's still trash. All right, so I got rid of them. I still have. Did did you take you took Devonte Adams and came through for you? Yes. Huh. yes you well, I'm not gonna pick them because they're playing against the most stingy defense in the league. So that feels like that's definitely not an option. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, do that. I wouldn't do that either. Who's Kansas City playing? Chargers. I would take somebody on the ground there. Yeah. Heck, I'd take Patrick Mahomes the way he's running the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, you don't you can't take anybody from Kansas City, sorry. Can you? No, you can't. Wait. Wait, wait I can't? Who did I take from Kansas City? No, you did not. For some reason I don't have to I ain't taking nobody from Kansas City. I apologize. You I apologize. Dude. I apologize. All right, let me see. So okay, so I'm thinking I'm thinking I want to take somebody from Kansas City. I'm thinking Man, he just I think maybe I just want to oh, should I take Tooney? He's the only guy there now. There is Tony. Give me yeah, yeah. Give me Cladarius Tony. I, I I'm gonna make a mental note right now. I should take Isaiah Pachinko. Pacheco. Yeah, yeah, whoever his name is. I should take Kim, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna take Tooney. Okay. All right. I'll let you. I'll let you take him. All right. And then, oh man, for me, let's see. I just need a good matchup at this point. I just need a really good matchup. I already took one. With the Bears against the Falcons. I've already taken a Washington player, I believe. Oh, I have not. All right. Oh, boy. This is where it gets dicey because I want to take a Washington player. They are playing against the Texans. I feel like the running game is going to be the key for them, but I don't know if I want to take... Let's see. Oh, you already took Brian Robinson, so I can't take him. So that sells it for me. I'm taking Dude, that guy is Gibson. good. I'm taking Antonio Gibson. Yes. He hey, yeah, I'm going to switch it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it. You going for Pacheco? Yeah. Okay. All right. So here are the picks for this week. I've got David Montgomery out of Chicago. I've got Cortland Sutton out of Denver, or you've got Cortland Sutton out of Denver and Isaiah Pacheco out of Kansas City. And then I've also got Antonio Gibson out of Washington. So we'll see what happens there. Now, one more thing before we close the show. Oh. 
You've got mail. Just because he decided to call us back. Here is the Angry Browns fan. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> I've been silent. Go over. And you keep saying that I've been real quiet all year. But in reality, you don't answer my phone call. <laughs> so I've been calling. I've been talking. Y'all ain't listening. So I had to do what I had to do. Guess who is part owner of the Green Bay Packers? I am. I am transferring the Cleveland curse to the Green Bay Packers. We have hope. We have hope in Deshaun Watson. He's coming. It'll be soon. Don't worry. We might not be okay right now, but we will be. What hope is there in the Packers? There is none. So you've done this to yourself. I tried calling, tried telling you the truth. Y'all didn't want to listen. Now look at where you're at. Let me know when you want to listen. <laughs> Angry Balance fans. I want to listen. Okay. You know there's a there's a there's a verse in Job I think it says where the where the ears taste words as the tongue tastes food. Well, I just got a whole earful and it tasted like crap. Okay. <laughs> you don't no. I ain't listening to you. You're not a part <laughs> owner of the Green Bay Packers because you probably don't even have a piece of stock, which you could be part owner. True story. But you didn't even buy any stock. And you, I don't watch your dumb curse because we just beat the, the Dallas Cowboys. So take that crap and get it out of here. Oh, my goodness. Literally one of the best things that I've ever heard. I, I got to give the man credit. He has hope. He has unfounded hope. But for some reason, he has undying hope. So we'll give you credit, Angry Browns fan. I feel like we need to get him on the show at some point. We need to, we, we need to let the people decide. Yeah, yeah. We're going to put that up on our Instagram. We're going <laughs> to... Do you want to hear the Angry Browns fan in person? In freaking person. <laughs> Live. The heavy air quotes... Part owner of the Green Bay Packers, Angry Browns fan. I don't think we're ready for that. All right, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Give us a rating, review. Tell your friends about the show. Peace out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 4th and Short Podcast. Join the conversation and follow us on Instagram at 4th and Short Podcast. I know that he's serious. Not necessarily what? about being a part owner of the Packers. But he's serious that he hopes has hope for the run. You got to. If you don't. Know, be a fan. Be-